Welcome everyone to another episode of the In Real Deep Podcast, brought to you in part by Tazzini Media. I'm your host, Steve Samino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with us as always is executive editor Andrew Johnson. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm very good. Happy Oscars, posthumous Oscars to you. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> is that the right use of that word? I don't think it is. Uh, did the Oscars die last night? Maybe. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. There were plenty of think pieces today that probably suppose exactly that. So. Uh, Price Waterhouse Cooper probably died last night. I can tell you that. <laughs> they at least died in their job as the envelope yeah. garters yeah, and yeah, hander outers. Yeah, yeah. I was. I feel it, like there's plenty of people that could do that. Like you and I could probably handle that. I was tweeting about that this morning, and a, 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 a friend of a friend who, who I interact with on Twitter sometimes said their big mistake was not having, like, the nuclear football guy out there, you know, like, with the <laughs> suitcase of all the... I was like, yeah. He's pr- he's I was pr- explaining to my girlfriend that Price Waterhouse Cooper does that, and she was so perplexed. Like, why do they do that? And I didn't have a good answer. I just said, because this is what they do. I don't really know. It's accounting, you know, neutral party. I think that's the whole... I guess. This is weird that it's them. I guess it doesn't have to be them. I think it's just sort of tradition, but not anymore, well, probably. Well, so. might not be them for much longer. Tradition is that Traditions are made to end, so... <laughs> yeah, well, I guess we should fill people in in case they are living under a rock and don't know what happened last yeah, night. Yeah, which is weird. But, uh... The... Academy Awards took the Academy about, Awards were pretty forgettable, which we'll talk about as as they always are until sure. they weren't, uh, and they took about. I'll say I went to bed before I turned it off and walked away before the. I, well, I didn't turn it off, but I walked out of the room when the, and then this happened, so yeah. I was done with it. I was ready for bed. So yeah, they took about three and a half, four hours, and uh, at the end of the night, when I'm like barely hanging on, my battery was at eight percent on my laptop while I was doing the live blog. Uh, they announced La La Land as the winner of the Best Picture, uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, and mm-hmm. uh, they all come up on stage and start giving their speeches. It all makes sense because at this point, La La Land has won six Oscars and it was the Vegas favorite, so it was no surprise to anyone mm-hmm. uh, until these guys start running around in the background with headsets on and then one <laughs> of the producers of the film goes, we didn't win. Moonlight won, and then this is not a joke. And then turned around the card and showed Moonlight as the best picture winner, <laughs> uh, which was, you know, I mean, okay. So I'll be I'll be genuine for a second before we just go into full on snark. This is why you watch live television uh, <laughs> for, yeah. for for moments like this, because uh, I mean, you know, it's it's unfortunate for a lot of reasons. This is kind of colossal fuck up, but. Uh, yes. Uh, sure was memorable. Sure had yeah, people talking about fun. the Oscars. Uh, yeah, it sucks for the La La Land people who were very gracious in in sudden defeat. But yeah, it was very very mean of of, of just of the situation. I mean, it was just sounds like just like you said a fuck up. Like it wasn't any plot or scheme. No, it was, just silly it was like an honest mistake. I've been reading some things that apparently one of the Price Waterhouse Cooper accountants was like tweeting Emma Stone a photo, and then <laughs> yeah. like that was somehow involved, which seems. Uh, it sounds stupid but seems completely it like makes perfect sense that that sort of thing would happen i guess and uh maybe just really but why does that not happen ever before though like well i guess there wasn't tweeting really until recently so maybe new distractions well this is what i was saying though i feel like that so they so further context they have two suitcases or whatever with all the envelopes on there right so um Emma Stone had her one envelope, but there was still this other suitcase with the other envelopes, you know, because they're on each side of the stage, apparently. Mm -hmm. And so to me, this feels like one of those things that 
no one questioned they always did that way until it blew up in their face spectacularly yeah. <laughs> like now in retrospect it feels a little bit silly to have two two envelopes yeah. two sets of envelopes <laughs> um and uh and and it feels like that's that's sort of what what happened here but i yep. i, I want to say i felt I, I feel bad for the for the uh for the moonlight people and i guess i guess i, I was told this secondhand so I, I don't know if it's, it's truly true because i haven't read the article but uh, you know, Barry Jenkins was interviewed after the director of Moonlight and said he, he felt bad because he felt like he was going up there and like stealing the award from them. So, yeah, I mean, a, kind of an unfortunate scene all around, uh, although, um, you know, it was funny for that little while when everyone thought it was Warren Beatty's fault. Because when Jimmy Kimmel was like, Warren, what do you do? Actually, because he's such a doddering old man now and he made that shitty Howard Hughes movie nobody liked and. It was just funny to imagine that it was the old man or, or the old woman's fault. Faye Dunway could have, you know, they, they both teamed up sort of to mess up. But again, it was they, they had no choice. What were they supposed to? But there's no way they could have stopped everything and said, we got the wrong envelope. That would have been even that would have been arguably even weirder. Like, I, I think I, there were, everything everyone would have started peeing their pants if that had happened. I, I guess the great relief is that Warren Beatty's not senile. Like, that's what I thought was going on. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was like, wow, he's really he's really lost his touch. But no, I mean, he was he was confused with good reason. I, I, I said this earlier today to a bunch of different people, and uh, it may seem obvious, but I'll, I'll say it again. The, the amazing thing about this was that three things really had to happen, right? So you have one, the wrong envelope has to go out there with mm-hmm. Dunaway and Beatty, right? And then two, they have to collectively, and they truly collectively did do this, <laughs> ch- charge through it and just like announce the winner, even though, you know, I, they were clearly confused when they read, you know, Emma Stone's name. And so that's the second thing. And then the third thing, the most unlikely thing, possibly of all those three, is that Moonlight has to actually win, right? Because yeah. there's a. Like if you go by Vegas, the the odds are that you know they could have they could have this could have happened before. But if it's like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, winning eleven Oscars, and they, you know, I, I don't know, I guess yeah, it was. It, it seemed like such a foregone conclusion that no, even that it seemed weird to even say no. It's like wait, what? No, yeah, like yeah, yeah, of course yeah. La La Land wins. Everyone, yeah. I said in our predictions thing that it was going to win. Like what more of a lock could there be? Right. Once In Real Deep calls it, it's over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> alas. I want like a Dewey defeats Truman shot with Barry <laughs> Barry Jenkins. Oh, I up saw there. plenty of those today. They're already going around. Uh, yeah, I mean it was just. Uh, it was just, weird. It just, was just a weird thing. Yeah, it was amazing. But like you said, in all back to sincereness, it was great for Moonlight to have won. It was super unexpected, and but I mean it really was one of the most well done movies in quite a while one of the more uniquely told stories and it was you know and to see it beat la la land in conjunction with lots of other people of color winning awards last night it was just really really cool to see and all outrageously deserving like all many were locks beforehand they all most of the you know everybody who everyone thought was going to win one but it, it was the opposite of like a handout or of a makeup like it was all super deserved every and then and it was very cool as, as much as i think the oscars are irrelevant bullshit that don't really matter it's still nice in the moment to see those things get rewarded and hopefully means more of them which is what we always say right and uh yeah i mean it was it was uh I, I was just I was really glad for that for that movie. Uh, I, I think it's you know I I think there's two things going on with it, and I think it's easy to get lost in the idea that it's uh it's an important movie, right? Because it showcases a type of person we've never really seen before. You know, young like at least as a main character, a young gay 
black guy in a rough part of your uh, neighborhood in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think there's so much focus on that. And, you know, I was getting into Facebook arguments with people about this today, so it's on my mind. Um, <laughs> it's sure a gr- it's a technically great film. I mean, it, it really, really is. I mean, it, it's it's just as it's it's just as well-made and well-crafted as, as, as La La Land is. And La La Land is a fantastically well-made movie um, from the technical side of things. You know, it has a great score. The, the cinematography is incredible in it. It has really great performances. Um, from very attractive people. From Yes. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 I want to focus on that. And that's, it's actually like one of the things I'm kind of bummed about that the, um, that things happened like it did last night because it it did kind of sap the energy of like celebrating that movie in that moment you know um and uh mm-hmm. and uh and and it and it's certainly worthy of, of celebration but but i i guess i would say you know i really caution people about drawing the conclusion that this this is a movie that um that won because of its its message uh it that is that is not the only reason it won and in fact the message of this has very little to do with any sort of sort of what I would call like a traditional social justice cause. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 really just a coming of age story. It's it's a character study. It's about it's about identity, but not identity politics. And so yeah. uh, uh, and that's a that's a huge, huge, huge difference. Uh, I think, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's not a it doesn't stand on its its soapbox. Um uh, at all and so you and, know yeah and anyway. what people what, what resonated with people even though they could most people were not are not you know gay may probably not black not from that neighborhood of miami but like it, it it's told with such authenticity and mm-hmm. so and so genuine right. that it just emanates from every pore of the movie that you know these this is not you know trolling for for sympathy or trolling for you know tugging at your emotions this is, you know, this is a real story that is being told in a maybe not unique but powerful and 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 really wonderfully done way. And I think that's why people like this so much. And it's, you know, that is the kind of thing that you can tell people that and over and over until they sit down and see it, that they won't get it. And I hope that this leads to more people seeing it because that's what I've said to a couple people today as well. Like this is the kind of thing you need to see. If you don't know what it is, that's totally cool. A lot of people don't. But it's it's worth seeing without question. Yeah, and I you know I've seen around you know a couple people have been like, oh, it's not the kind of movie that you recommend to other people. I I just totally disagree with that. Maybe you need new friends, but uh, <laughs> but I I for, since I saw this movie in October, I've recommended to everyone. I said it's this is the best best movie I've seen this year. It's it's to, for me, I I think it's it's uh, and I have the Blu-ray sitting downstairs now, and I need to, I want to rewatch it, of course. But to me, it's it's probably the best movie in a, in a couple years for, from from my perspective. Uh, uh, so yeah, you were you were one of its biggest champions, at I, least of uh, the people I know. Yeah, and so Maybe I not in the entertainment industry, but <laughs> I, I I just you know. I mean, I tell people to see a lot of movies, so I don't know. Maybe I'm not a good, but like this would be my to most of the people I know, and I I, I mean I change it for the person i'm sure you're the same like i have certain friends i would never recommend certain movies to um for a lot of different reasons you know maybe they don't like fantasy movies or something you know i don't know but sure of course um but 
This my brother a... recommends so many dumb things to my parents, and <laughs> it's like they're 60 years old. Right, like, they don't want right. to see The Master. Like, come on. Right, <laughs> like, right, not, right. not that every 60-year-old right. doesn't shouldn't see The Master, but you're you're not – it's not a high-percentage yeah. play, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I, I, this is a movie I recommend to, to a lot of people because I, I feel like it's a – it's a universal story and it's not it's also not like Schindler's List or 12 Years a Slave or these other movies that are like that you watch and are important and they're really well made and you're like I never want to see that again I don't want to put myself through it it's it's such a scarring uh sort of difficult to watch experience it's not like that it's not that hard it's difficult to watch in in times but I mean you know we got into this the ending of it is is especially is filled with this sort of um, I think great, great hope and optimism. Um, so yeah, absolutely, anyway. cautious optimism, but sure. But that's but that's a as you people see it, very earned and very you know that's that's the best they can get in that moment, and they're happy to take it. So it's and again, that's just that just reinforces how genuine it really is, and like how little it it aims above you know what it should. Like it yeah. isn't trying to. It, it, it's it's uh, allowing the successes are very very real based in the world they all live in. Yep. And that's good, and that's something that most more movies should do. So. Yep. It's it's you know yeah, and it's it's very delightful that it won. And like you said, it is. I didn't think about this too much until you said it. It is disappointing that it is sort of couched in this sort of extraneous bullshit. But you know, more people will read about it, you know, on the flip side, more people will hear about it now than ever before because of all this dumb stuff. So I guess that's sort of nice as yeah. well. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the, the relief for us probably at this point is that, uh, you know, Oscar season is over. And so we can just go back to watching movies like normal yes. now for another 10 months or so, <laughs> uh, nice. which is, which is a total relief. Cause I'm, I'm, uh, like, I like the, I like the attention on movies cause you know, it doesn't always get, especially now with prestige TV it doesn't always get they don't always get like that sort of year-round um, attention but uh, on the other hand it, it sort of brings out a lot of uh, a lot of uneducated views or ill-informed views or just just hot takes that you know people just kind of parachute into the to the filmiverse and, uh, yes. and and start dropping bombs and yeah give um, it back to us get out of the filmiverse yeah leave leave the bombs to us <laughs> the people who who spend you know all the time actually actually watching these things all year about this crap yeah 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 <laughs> so well that was the oscars it's a thing that happened again um, <laughs> i don't honestly I, don't, I have very few like i don't think it's even worth talking about a lot of the other things we talked about them on the predictions episode a lot of what we end on my and our predictions post i think what we what we said holds up i think it's you know people everyone thought were going to win one for the most part and they all did excellent jobs and there was very few quibbles and very few issues i think with everything yeah and it's one of the rare ones where it's again it reinforces how dull the show is even though i liked everyone that was winning was happy for them it didn't make the show any more entertaining it was just like oh hooray right yeah (laughs) yeah i liked them already i don't like them more now yeah it just just it's too bad it takes four hours to get to that um (laughs) yeah i you know i think the thing i was happy with was just to see i actually to see diversity not in the sense of um the ethnicity and race of the people although that was nice as well uh but just the diversity of of winners you know kenneth lonergan won for um original screenplay for manchester by the sea so you know we we had our favorite films and it feels feels like a lot of them got got a a little bit of love which is 
that's kind of the way I feel at the end of the year, right? I, it's it's hard to even like always pick one movie. You just kind of love just what, what's the day? I love a different movie on a different day, and yeah, um, and so that that's it, it seemed to re- re- reflect that um, for me. Like the thing I was most angry about was Zootopia winning best animated feature. Like if that's if that's my biggest anger point, like the the, the Academy did pretty well. I feel and like, I like so. Zootopia, so we're gonna have to disagree there. But that movie okay. sucks. That movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I know a you mess. hate it. Sorry, I don't like mess. it enough to and, have and an to, argument about to it. Though, talk so. about a movie that that gets up on its soapbox. <sighs> I used to be sucking into a Zootopia argument. All right. Ten, ten months after Zootopia, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just picking fights today. I guess. I know. That's all we can do when we <clears throat> when we enjoy something. It's like, well, it's not even worth. You know, uh, the fun is when we argue, and it's not even worth arguing. It's so. not even as good as. It's not even the best movie Disney put out this year. So. <laughs> Anyway. Well, the Oscars are over. And yes, thank God. With this episode, <laughs> in that same vein, we're going to wrap up 2016 in full. We're going to talk about our best of list, which came out a little while ago, but we still would like to touch on a couple things. And we're going to pick the In Real Deep movie of 2016, which is always fun. And talk about a little uh, permanent location for, for, our award, <laughs> for our winners. So that'll be fun. Yeah. We're going to build them a little home. Yeah. But for now, Andrew, let's talk about our top ten list. Um, a lot of these movies were represented last night, which was lovely. Um, you should check it out if you go to inrealdeep.com. It's all right there. And what do you, Andrew? What do you think? Is there any comments? Anything with now that it dust has settled a little bit? Have you seen? I know you didn't get to see everything right away because you gave birth to life. Or you didn't <laughs> give birth, but you helped create life. Sir, sure that, didn't. That took away a lot of your time. I saw it. I saw it come into being, which was enough. You were there. Um, you that was enough of. That gives me enough of a excuse, I think. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I've I've seen a couple extra movies that or additional movies since then that probably would have uh, would have at least merited consideration. Um, uh, Hidden Figures, which you reviewed, and I, I saw a couple weeks ago. Um, we both really liked that a lot. Was was fantastic. Uh, you know, it's it's a bit uh, to use a Steve Semino phrase. It's a it's a bit of a paint by numbers film in terms of <laughs> structure, but uh, it's just so well done the painting the color palette whatever yeah whatever metaphor you want to use there is is so is so um it's so good that you know you don't you don't care and um you know it's it's we both love janelle monet now so yeah (laughs) yes she is she looked (laughs) she looked amazing last night um maybe she should go in the hall of fame Uh, (laughs) Uh, i don't want to tip her hand okay uh uh so yeah that one and then uh I, i saw silence and um uh, the Martin Scorsese film about um, Japanese missionaries, and uh, I think I think it's it's maybe a, a going to be one a, a movie that's kind of underrated. It, I think it I think it flew under the radar. Um, came out late. It's it's a long, dense movie about you know faith, and uh, and uh, it's it's a grueling watch. But I, I ended up really liking it. I, I don't know that either of those films would have actually. Snuck into my top ten, which might sound ridiculous considering that I put Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping in there. <laughs> but you know, that's the top ten list. You want to have have fun with it, right? And and uh, you know, frankly, that's a silly, dumb movie. But I, it was probably like I I laughed harder than 
during those 90 minutes than like anything else all year so um that's kind of the, nothing but good things i can't wait to see it myself that's kind of the fun of putting together these lists right is that you 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 end up with this mix of of things that are sort of everyone should see and then you end up with these these uh these other films that um that you know you, you get to kind of i don't want to say enjoy by yourself but um appreciate in a different on a different level than most other people do or the consensus so no argument for me here i think you should be able to put in there whatever you want and i think you know it's uh i think it was a surprisingly good year too when i was doing you know i think when i think in like maybe the summer you and i were either talking i'm not sure if we recorded this or not but we were saying this is a little like what's gonna happen at the end of this year that we're gonna like yeah and then i think at the end we you know there are a bunch we really liked and a couple we sort of liked but it was not it certainly wasn't a drop-off and and obviously the we'll get to our best movie of the year but i think neither you know both of us would agree there are a couple of ones that were worthy and and is there was some some standouts as well which was a nice not surprise but a nice turn of events yeah i do think i agree that generally it was like a it was a very strong year and it didn't feel like that was going to be the case but i mean i saw probably about half as many movies this year as i did the previous year <laughs> and uh and uh and that's uh i i i didn't it wasn't that much easier to put together a top 10 list with fewer to choose from this year than it was the year before. Um, uh, so to me, that's, that tells me that, you know, I guess I chose, chose well and what I did choose to see, but also that there was a lot of, a lot of good stuff out there. I, I really felt like the three sort of top movies, I think that we would probably consensus agree on moonlight, Manchester by the sea and La La Land, were also really really good so like the cream at the top was 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 unusually excellent this year um so yeah and like and even the, the ones that you know are on the fringes we didn't love all you know we, we differ on some of them but arrival hell or high water the lobster loving nocturnal animals uh there was like a lot of wiener was a great documentary I really, like there was a lot of stuff around I, I think you know maybe they weren't home run gems that we'll never forget but they were very well done, interesting movies, and a lot of them are stuff I'm really looking forward to watch over and over again throughout life. So I mean, that's really what more could you ask for? I, I feel like there were some really great genre picks this year. Um, like uh, Hell, Hell or High Water was this western, you know. Uh, like that's I love one that's grown on me over time. I love. I feel like I was too harsh. I love the uh, I love the witch, which made my list. You did, uh, and uh, and that was just a great horror film. Um, you know, you had Nice Guys, which is like a buddy cop. You know, we both we both put that in our honorable honorable mentions. Um, That's one of the ones I think we'll look back and be like, why didn't we like this more? Like, why didn't we publicly like this even more? It was so great. It was. I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely like of all this list, it's definitely got. A, it's already on HBO, and I've already like stopped in and watched you know Ooh. fifteen minutes here, twenty minutes there, because <laughs> it's that kind of movie, you know. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, I, I just felt like you know it was it was a good year for uh, for movies that you know, I mean when I think of genre pick, I think of something that doesn't necessarily appeal to a broad have a broad appeal like say La La Land right, but um, you know it does that genre really well and, and appeases the people who like that kind of film. This so. is a good year on the fringes, not like fringy fringe, but like a little yeah. out of the mainstream, but still popular and well done it seems like there's a lot of hits there yeah uh, i mean i'm looking at your also your honorable mentions i mean you put green room in there which was i, I didn't love as much as you but i thought 
might have had the very very best ending of any any movie this year yeah um <laughs> um so you know there was just there's just a lot of good stuff out there and sully i don't think you've seen sully yet i uh, that was the movie this year that i wish you had seen more than no the two movies this year that I wish you had seen so we could have podcasted is Sully and The Accountant. The Accountant, yeah. Because The Accountant is so stupid, but somehow not the stupid, somehow still hangs on and is do, uh, watchable and acceptable. And then Sully is really great at times and then just imperceptibly bad and weird and you just don't like, not even weird, like we were up, but it's like, why is that the choice you made, Clint Eastwood? Like what compelled you to take that like harsh, but but not debilitating left turn in the middle of this scene or at the end of this movie? Like, because he he wanted he wanted one take and he wanted to go home. That's that's his <laughs> thing. That's why he stuck the weird fake baby in uh, American Sniper too. <laughs> well, I can't wait to see Sully because I really really want to talk about yeah. that, even if we don't put it on the website. I just want I just want to see it for Tom Hanks's uh, mustache. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Aaron Eckhart is a good mustache too. Yeah. So double mustache. Love a love a good mustache. <laughs> All right, Andrew. So that's that's our top 10 list and now as we do every year for the last three we will pick our favorite and i think you know like you said i think it, it certainly as, as you know we ranked our four best which are essentially the four, the four we shared yeah yeah and hunt for the wilder people made wilder people made that and i don't think either one of us considered that near the best but I think we both enjoyed it a lot. Yes. And it's just so we by the laws of the list we couldn't leave it off. Yep. Of the best. Yep. But and then I think La La Land, you know, I think we both had a good time at that as well. But I don't think either one of us really considered it uh, best movie of the year material. Yeah, I I'd agree. Um, yeah. So then it comes down to what originally was the movie I loved. Manchester by the Sea versus the movie you loved, Moonlight, and I think there was a thought between us that we were going to have a little bit of a of a good old fashioned debate about this. Even though I knew on my end I was never going to win because you were never going to be shaken from your from your Moonlight love, and nor should you be. But I just knew it was going to be an uphill battle to say the least. Well, to go through the history of of this, right? We 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 always we always you know cut the list down to the ones we share, which you know can sometimes be a very short list. I feel like last year we didn't have very much in common, so it was like Creed one. Creed was our movie of the year, but I didn't. I feel like we didn't have nearly as much. No, overlap. and I thought like we kind of just settled on Creed. Like, eh, Creed. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't I think love Creed, but I mean, I don't think it was a you know unanimous, glorious choice on our part. Yeah, but that you know that's democracy right there. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, but this year and and then the year before that was uh, Whiplash, which, um, I think was on my top 10, but you liked a lot more than I did. Um, so I feel like this is my year to be like, yeah. I, I just, I'm just going to jam it through and it's going to, it's got to <laughs> be, it's got to be. And moonlight. I'm going to say that I agree with you. I'm going to say that I came around and I'm happy to go along with it. And I want you to make the proclamation since it's yours. All right. So our 2016 movie of the year is moonlight. This could be the last Ooh. time we ever agree with the Academy. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know, obviously, for all the reasons we just we just went into, uh, uh, I mean, I'm re- reading, you know, skimming through our, our 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 comments on it, and you know, you said no movie contained more brilliant scenes in 2016. And I think that's 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 right on. I mean, there's 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 two in particular that just uh, I, I I think about like on an almost daily basis whenever I or whenever I think about this movie. Certainly, one is the conversation between Juan, the drug dealer played by Mahersha 
Herschela Ali and um, the young Sharon, and you know they're talking about you know basically what it means to be gay and him not really understanding even what that means. Uh, and then the second is the is the very end when uh, when when Sharon and 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 Kevin are are reunited in the in the diner and then he, they go back to I think it's Kevin's place yeah, uh, there in Miami. It's just oh my gosh. just just incredible um, acting. You know, it's I, I'm I'm gushing about this movie, so I'm gonna stop now. But <laughs> no, you um, this is your time, man. Like, this is this is your minutes. I want you to enjoy them. It's, it's a deserving winner. And Manchester by Moon the Barry. Manchester by the Sea is is a terrific movie as well. Um, although I will say my my the thing I was keeping up my sleeve if we really were gonna have a knockdown drag out argument about it was uh was Matthew Broderick's incredibly distracting <laughs> appearance in the middle of the movie. <laughs> That is a bit of a letdown. It was, no, that's it was a like very the odd moment. It was like the only misstep in the movie. I thought I was like, "Why? What? It's just distracting." My entire theater laughed, better. and it was full of like obviously independent film fans. Like yeah. no one's just stumbling into Manchester by the Sea, and even then they couldn't help but go, "What just, the fuck? Just what cast, is just cast better. Why is Broderick here? Just, just pick a nobody, you know." I will say I anyway. love my line in my top ten list about uh, or in our best of us about Manchester by the Sea, where I said I've heard more than a few people lament this movie as being about middle class white people problems, which makes <laughs> me wonder if they think Jaws is about boat and swimming problems. <laughs> yes, yeah. I thought that was clever. Yeah, that is that is uh... not like I'm not the first person that you to say something along those lines, but I just thought it was funny. Yes, and I, forgot I, said uh, that. I, I I will invoke. Uh, I think it was Anne Hornaday. I was reading. She's the Washington Post critic, and you know she she was actually talking about Moonlight, and people people were people would ask her what is it about, and you go like, well, it's like your default is like, well, it's about a young gay black kid in a tough Miami neighborhood, but it's just it just feels like. Yeah, it, it just feels so reductive, and and um. It also gives off like the wrong impression of what the movie's actually gonna yeah. like put you through. And same with Manchester by the Sea. You know, it's like, yeah, middle class white people problems. I guess that's one way to look at it. Uh, or you could look at it as um, the the nature of grief. Uh, you know what what you can come back from as a human being and what you can't. Um, finding the this dark humor and everything too i mean that's yep. one of the weirdest things about that movie is that it makes you laugh it's so, so funny, much yeah. um for for a movie that that uh you know is like a bring a whole box of tissues type of movie numerous so. children die yeah yeah <laughs> You're still uh, laughing. it's uh it's it, it you know that's but that's what great movies are right they're never about um you know they're never about what they what they seem to be about in the most yeah how many how many great movies can you sum up in a sentence that like though it should still be appealing that really captures its essence that would be weird if that was the case why would that wouldn't be a great movie yeah and i i yeah i should say at this point that uh tom who's a guest on our podcast and a couple of my other friends have this great game where they do one sentence uh descriptions of movies that are just are factually true but just really incorrect you know and so it's like like I think one example is like you know, um, like Schindler's List being about like uh, a, a businessman, you know, trying to. <laughs> it's like yes, Oscar Schindler is a businessman, but that's not really what the movie's about, you know. Like you can you can reduce it down to to uh, to anything you want, but uh, you know, just go see the movie and then we'll talk yeah, about it. Really. People's job title. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's good. I like that. But yeah. 
Congrats to Moonlight. Lots of awards. The two most prestigious awards in the film industry in two yeah. days. That's one one after the other, yeah. Yeah, crazy. We didn't we didn't get Warren Beatty to announce the award, unfortunately. No, but we got it right, though. We're not gonna. This is not going to be changed at any true. point. It's definitely not going back to La La. It's true. Mainly because we couldn't afford PricewaterhouseCooper to guard the results. <laughs> no. But again, who needs them? You have you and I. We can hold envelopes. We can hand them out properly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew, along that note, we teased this before. We um, we have an announcement for InRail Deep, and this is under construction. This is uh, still being built, but we are happy to announce that these best of movies and some of our favorite human beings in the film industry are going to have a new special place amongst the stars. Yeah, it's it's the, the in, announcing formally the InRail Deep Hall of Fame. Uh which will just be a, not a physical place, although that would it's be like interesting. The WWE, the WWE Hall of Fame is also not a physical place, but it's very well respected in its own right. What's that? The WWE, WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, the WWE. Sorry, I thought you, there was the alphabet. I, I stumbled place. on the W's. Yeah. There was one more W then. <laughs> oh, it's not a physical place? That's too bad. Not yet. Fingers crossed, though. Someday. This would be a lot of, like, you know, Speedos and whatnot. Um, <laughs> anyway... Uh, yeah, so it'll, it won't be a physical place, at least not yet, you know, until we get like, uh, you know, uh, curls of Oscar hair, Oscar Isaac's hair or anything like that. But, uh, until then, until then it'll just be a page on our website, but yeah, we've, we've done this for, you know, the last three years now. And so, um, we kind of want to, in between we gush about people over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of want to honor, you know, obviously the, the movies that we choose. So that was Whiplash, Creed, and, and then this year Moonlight, but also, uh, yeah, these, these guys that. These people that take on sort of a mythic, uh, mythic uh, or outsized importance uh, uh, on our, on our, on our in in our world. So I don't know if we're are we are we saying the, the all the inductees or yeah. Let's just let's say the inductees. We know who they are. We know in our heart. We well, our our, pa- our past inductees, not this yes. year's. Yeah, it'll be announced. This year's will be announced at a very important ceremony. Um, yes. And one is already known because, like you said, the, our movie of the year will automatically be inducted. So right, right. We so, got Whiplash, we got Creed, and we got Moonlight. Yeah, and then the people. And then the people are in order: Oscar Isaac and uh, and then Michael B. Jordan. Um, who Both have, very beloved, very handsome yeah, men who, who have been who have been uh, who've been important to to us. And then and then the next the next. <laughs> I like putting it that way. Yeah, important. yeah. Well, you know, um, kidney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would love I would love to have Oscar Isaac's kidney oh. personally. Um, tra- I'm, I'm crashing my own anyway, so I mean maybe I'll get there someday. <laughs> I bet you could immediately play the guitar better. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then we'll announce the this year's this year's person of the year. Uh, we may actually sh- do. I think you, I think we already have an idea of what we're doing. We may want to do like a. Uh, it could be like a lifetime achievement award, and then maybe a 2016 person as well. I think we need to bat that around a little bit. Yeah, well, because I can see, I can see an argument. Now that I think about it, I can see an argument for maybe one more. But that's something that will we want to keep people in suspense in that regard because sure. that'll be a big reveal. Sure. So. Yeah, yeah. For everyone who cares about this thing that didn't exist until we made it up five seconds well, ago, you and I should learn the Oscar Isaac dance from Ex Mahina, and we should do that together at some point. Oh, uh, that's a great idea. It's a really <laughs> great idea. I, I f- <laughs> that would be that would be an appropriate little homage to to our oh, grand damn. unveiling. Yeah, what a man, what a man <laughs> Oscar Isaac is. He's pretty great. I miss him. He hasn't been in things in a while. I think we need a little more Oscar Isaac in our lives. Yeah, well, except he was in the X Men movie this year, oh, which is coming right. to HBO. Oh. And I'm pretending it didn't happen, but uh, 
it's coming you ever to see that no it's coming to hbo like this oh. weekend so i probably will just yeah if he's in the hall of fame i feel like we have to right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i feel the same way but well he was in to our boys we can't we can't dump him for one misstep yeah and he was in uh he was in um obviously uh Star Wars, Star- The Force Awakens. That was the sure. last last big one. As a dream dreamboat, Poe Dameron. <laughs> he's he's doing all right for himself. He's he's on the come. Then another Star Wars coming up after his Hall of Fame induction. So yeah, I just hope he goes back to also some uh, some more uh, more serious, less franchisey fare here pretty soon. Yeah, that'd but... be nice. If he's listening, Oscar, if you if you love us as much as we love you, just keep that in mind. We just have a little couple little requests for you. Yeah, like a little more most violent year and a little more. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Obviously, inside Lewin Davis, if he wants to collab with uh, with the Cohen brothers again, yeah, that would be good. (laughs) That would be good. We're open to it. Uh, well, I think we can uh, we can finally close the book on 2016 and on in the end of February 2017. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a good year for movies and like a bad year for everything else. So. Yes, that's very true, and I guess. There's hope that, you know, it was, I will say, that's one thing I did, I think my girlfriend and I talked about this yesterday, and or maybe someone else, but anyway, the sentiment was shared, I think, by a lot of people. It was nice last night, even though there were politics jokes and all that, mm-hmm. you know, crap, it was, it did feel like it was a, nice to turn off for a second, and I think we're allowed to do that every now and then. We don't need to be freaking out every second of every day. It's nice, or if you're not freaking out, you don't need to be consumed with thinking about the, the state of everything at every waking moment, and I feel like it was great to see some really again like we said some really good you know wonderfully talented actors actresses directors every writers everybody last night get their due like it, it as much as i don't care once the second it ends they were it, it was it was a deserving batch of 2016 people that were that were recognized yeah and the and the gaff at the end gave us a a, a relatively trump free news cycle actually That's so true. so uh <laughs> thanks thank you warren Beatty. thank you <laughs> faye dunaway warren. Thank you, empty suit from Price Waterhouse Cooper, who's probably needs to be prepping his resume. Uh, <laughs> they were the real heroes. Yeah, yeah, you, you did it. You did it. <laughs> oh, all right, Andrew. Anything else you'd like to share with the fine people before we hit the road? No, I just think some reviews of 2017 movies coming. I know you've got uh, Get oh, Out. Oh, the process of the first great movie of 2017. I'm going to come out and say uh, it. Well, coming, well you, haven't, you haven't seen... John Wick 2, so... I have not seen John Wick 2, or Lego Batman. I bet Lego Batman's supposed to be pretty good. Did, but you, did you see John Wick 1 yet? I did not. Oh, my that God. Get, get I'm told by my by a Samino family member that it is on Sci-Fi On Demand. Oh. So I think I will be able to... If I, if I you know, I think I have access to that. So. Could, could be heavily edited, though. That's the only problem. Yes. But, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. I've waited so long. Well, with this Maybe. movie, I feel like... <laughs> I don't know. Should I should I pay the four dollars? Vi- violence is like the whole thing, is all I'm saying. True. <laughs> I don't know. The kids these days see all sorts of violence. I wonder what editing even means anymore for TV. I haven't seen. I haven't watched an edited movie in years, I guess, so, or a newly edited movie. Uh, I guess you'll have to be an intrepid reporter and find out and report back to us. <laughs> so we'll see. But the <clears throat> one movie I did see in 2017 that was great is Get Out. So if you like, even if you don't like, I'm not a big horror fan. Tremendous movie. So I, yeah. I, that was a. Uh, wonderful little introduction to the year a surprisingly great movie so well it's uh this is a quicker start than last year if, if we've got two two really good movies already in february so yeah 
So uh, that means probably it's all, it's all downhill from here, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. A brief reprieve, like we said. There's a little shining light in all the darkness. Be like a mirror image to last year. <laughs> all right, but yeah, keep checking out In Real Deep. We're going to start putting out that 2017 content. Andrew's going to – we'll see how many movies Andrew sees this year. We should take bets on that. Probably not enough, unfortunately, but – Never as enough. his child grows, will his time, his freedom grow as well? We'll see. Well, it's before long, I'll be the I'll be the in real deep family movie correspondent. Of, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Change my title. <laughs> oh, that'll be great! You'll see so many shitty animated movies. Uh, can't, Zootopia can't, 2s. can't wait for Trolls Four. Very excited. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, Andrew. Thank you so much. It was great to chat with you. Great 2016. Another good year at In Real Deep. Indeed. Plenty more where that came from. Hopefully. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, as always, for listening. And uh, we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios.